business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Agency Bud podcast. On the show, we talk to agency owners and business owners, CEOs, startup founders about their biggest challenges, what makes them tick, and how they got their agencies or businesses to scale and grow. Overcoming challenges, it's what we do. Let's find out about these business owners. You can follow along with every episode at podcast.agencybud.com. We'd love to have you on board. Agency Bud is the platform for delivering increased revenue to businesses and agencies. Find out more at agencybud.com. Let's go and meet our special guest for today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I'm unbelievably excited to talk to the bossy boots at FitPro Formula, the fairy dust queen at Attain Digital Agency and the glitter facilitator at RBT Gins. It is none other than Liv Jones, who has a double major in business law and in commerce. She also has a major in marketing. She runs three companies at the same time. She's built up gyms to be full capacity to the rate that they now have 15 gyms and another two on the way. She also runs a marketing agency. I don't know how she wears so many hats, but I'm so thrilled to have her on the show. Liv, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Walter. It's very exciting to come on and and have a chat to someone who is excited about marketing as I am. I I absolutely love the opportunity of, of putting messages in front of people and telling stories and growing agencies and doing all of that kind of stuff. Now, you do that under so many different banners. You've got, of course, the Attain Digital Agency, by the way, folks, which is attaindigital.agency. And it is a spectacular site with some incredible success stories. You also run the entire marketing for RBT, which is just incredible. Uh, And you run FitPro Formula, which is, again, a marketing strategy program helping gym owners fill their capacity and personal trainers, you know, get more clients. Wow, this is like a full calendar for you. How do you juggle all of that? Um, look, I mean, we're very lucky that a lot of our businesses are intertwined. So, you know, we've got amazing teams, obviously, across all the businesses, um, you know, because we've got Keystone as well being the software business, um, which is just outstanding. So there's lots of things going on, an amazing family, little kids. It's just been a, it's been a ride. And luckily, Trav and I are pretty much as crazy as each other. So we tend to balance pretty well. Nice. Now, I met uh, Trav, your partner, Travis Jones, who's, who's an incredible trainer and, uh, you know, the face of RBT uh, a few years ago. And I was, A, impressed by his muscles and tattoos, which, which are intimidating. They are from... the first thing you notice about my Ex- Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was then intimidated by his unbelievable squat uh, videos, which just saw him lifting small cars, etc. But yeah. um, he, he told me the story of RBT, you know, getting started and that whole pumpkin story, um, which is for a different, uh, different channel, but a different day, <laughs> different day. it's a different day, a different story. But when I look at your skills, your expertise, your background, you have been the, the growth, uh, I guess, engine behind everything that's come behind it. How did you, how did you get into marketing? And then, you know, the, the, the early days of, of starting up these different companies, how did that all you know, come together for you? Um, each of the companies really all come back to RBT is our baby. Mm -hmm. So RBT is the the company that it really encapsulates the passion that Trav and I both have for health and wellness. Um, and I'm hundred percent full disclosure. 
um, a lot of people assume that I'm a PT, um, but I'm actually in no way qualified to train people. And that is why you will never see me on a gym floor other than being trained. Um, so for us, RBT, you know, we're very passionate about it. And very early on before attain, um, before fit pro formula or think tank, um, and well before Keystone, we needed to grow RBT. We wanted mm. to grow RBT. Um, and we knew, obviously, I think anyone in business understands that it's quite easy to drum up business when you are the person, you know, mm. and everyone is around you. And obviously anyone who's met my husband understands immediately. He's a very infectious, passionate, you know, he's the kind of you either love him or hate him type individual. He's a very uh, engaging person. And as you mentioned to this day, still one of the most fantastic trainers ever, if not the best. But obviously most people discount most of my opinions on my husband. Um, <laughs> but he is fantastic. Um, and, you know, from that, he did build the first RBT, you know, with am- amazing stories and definitely for another day, um, the ingenious ways that he did it with his back up against the wall to open the first one. Um, and then ultimately for us to grow beyond that, he left training RBT quite early. So we needed to be able to open multiple locations mm. without having, you know, the Travis effect, the, the Travis Jones effect. Mm. Um, so we needed to get really good at marketing. And um, I think most people in the industry and most people in marketing now, a lot of the business coaches now in fitness, in the fitness space, we'll have a million wonderful things to say about my husband. You know, we were very early to the plate with Facebook marketing. You know, I remember all the good old days of Facebook marketing where you could basically say and do anything. Right. Um, which, which today will get you banned, but you know. <laughs> which today will, you know, like the idea of accounts being blocked and, and rules and, you know, the good old days, I tell you, it was the wild, wild west. Um, you know, like we, at one point we marketed a box gap seminar, you know, like, it's just, you know, I still remember the the hate on Rachel Guy's very gorgeous booty picture, um, but or now Rachel Godfrey now, um, but you know, like we've had a lot of fun over the years, and we've do, been doing marketing for a very long time, and I think I don't really credit a lot of it to you know my degrees or anything like that. I think my marketing degree at university was largely hogswash, um, but I think. Travis and I both have a deep understanding of of human psychology. We're very, very fascinated by human psychology. And I think that's Mm. basically the the real crux of marketing is understanding, you know, who you're marketing to, what are their pain points and how can you solve a problem? Um, I think very early on, you know, and I I credit Travis with this because over the years we've seen so many business owners who are really morbidly afraid of offers. You know, they're very afraid of sales they're very afraid of devaluing their their offer in the marketplace or their business. And so they've gone down this road of, of fear of marketing because they see marketing as essentially devaluing their service. But marketing is one of the oldest forms of, of client acquisition yeah, in definitely. history. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very exciting marketplace for us and we loved it. We got into it very quickly. We were very good at it. Um, and then subsequently started teaching other people how to do it. And we've been doing that since 2012. Mm. Um, so we've been doing all of this sort of stuff. And then I think it was probably around the time just before we had our second son, we decided that we got a new GM and RBT. Um, we were basically doing all the marketing internally for RBT, um, 
And then we decided we needed to separate the businesses um, and be a bit more formal about it. So that was when Attain was created. That's when Think Tank was created. And that's when RBT and everything just kind of went like this. And that was about 2016, I think, December wow. 2000. Amazing. And, and how did you find that transition, Liv? Like, you know, it's, you, you've gone from being a, a, an internal team to now yeah. being very much an external um, facilitator of different things. Like what, what happened physically? Who did you have to hire? How did things play out with that transition? Um, to be honest, I think the RBT was pretty much self-sufficient. So really for RBT, nothing really changed. We just became better leaders for RBT. We had to learn different roles for RBT. Mm. Um, tell me about that. I'm I'm fascinated to hear. So I don't mean to cut you off, but tell me about becoming a better leader to grow that business. What did you have to actually physically make a conscious decision to do and change? Delegate. Cool. Um, I, I really think... Travis and I have always gotten to where we've gotten by just digging deeper, working harder, outworking people, out learning people. You know, we were always prepared to do whatever it took to get to where we wanted to. It's very much in both our individual personalities. So as a team, we are quite a driven unit. Um, And, you know, for better or worse, you know, there are some people who find that intimidating. There are some people who find it fascinating but we are very much an all-in kind of couple. Um, So I guess for a lot of people, this constant momentum can be quite exhausting. Um, Travis and I do like to have, me particularly, I am much more, Travis is the visionary Mm -hmm. and then I will be there to, I'm the wedge between what is commercial and what is visionary. Uh I'm neither, you know, caught up in the inertia of the day-to-day but I am definitely not the Travis Jones. So there needs to be a wedge between the people that need to execute the visionary. And that's typically in my life where I've always fallen into. I understand and appreciate this mentality and I can communicate with this mentality. Yeah, I got it. So it's always been a nice dichotomy for Trav and I where... Fantastic. You know, it just flows yeah, yeah. down. It, it the flows line. through. So coming back then to the expansion, coming back to that change over time where you've you've really expanded your your yep. reach, your your teams. Uh, and you mentioned when I cut you off, uh, you mentioned that that becoming a better leader, delegating that out. So yep. take me back then in in terms of um, sitting down and planning what's next and how this is all going to work. How what did you stack up? What did you need to do? What did you need to upskill, upstaff? Like how did that all come together? We needed to become much better at communicating our goals. So Mm -hmm. Travis and I communicated our goals very effectively together. We, um, Travis was always much better at writing down his goals than me. Um, So that was something that I learned very early on. I think I'm the personality type who will take everything on and say, I'm fine. Everything's okay. I'll just do it. Um, whereas I think for me, it was going, okay. And I think particularly to be fair, a lot of this happened with kids as well, because I think kids are single-handedly the best productivity tool you can ever create. Wow. Um, That's a great way to look at it. I was going to say the worst, but okay, go with that. Oh no. I found having kids the most amazing opportunity for me to realize how full of shit I was. Wow. Tell me about Um, that. 
Well, you're never busy until you've had kids. Right. Like you're not, you're not actually tired. And I will stand by this to any single individual who hasn't had children. You are not tired. You are not stressed. You are not sleep deprived. You are none of those things. Do you know why? Because you can go and have a nap if you want. Okay. If I go and have a nap, someone dies. Okay. So a hundred percent was for us liberating, frustrating, exhausting, but the most amazing gift because all of a sudden you realize why you're doing all of this and what's so important and what's really important. And what was so important for us was to make sure that this period of time was epically productive so that we could go home and be parents. Wow. Now we learned it much better with our second child because I think first children are easy. Okay. And there's a lot of people who who come back at me for this, but the first child is easy because one, when you're pregnant as a woman, you don't actually have a problem yet, right? Like there's no real, nothing's really changed yet except, okay, like my clothes don't really fit that well. Um, But then you're about to have a baby. Now, our first child lulled everyone around us into the most amazing sense, false sense of security because he was brilliant. Like Jackson arrived into the world and just went, right, got it done like he was easy simple he was so simple he used to sleep in cafes like anyone who knows my my son jackson has had the same effect he has the travis jones effect but it's the jackson jones effect and he just everyone loves him he has no problems he slept in restaurants he traveled the world you know for his first two years he was in ireland when he was three weeks old like Jackson just got on the, cause he was a very big surprise baby. So he just got on the, the Jones family train and he was riding it. So he was very easy. Um, but it became immediately obvious to me that, you know, eventually he would start knocking my phone out of my hand and like, so (laughs) all of a sudden you realize it became, I became aware of how much I brought my work home. Yeah. Right. Um, Travis and I started doing date night, you know, things like that. He brought, a structure into our life, which I think lacks for a lot of entrepreneurs and for a lot of business owners, they lack structure and children, if you allow them, will provide you with a structure that actually makes you a better leader, a better business owner, a better parent. And it actually makes you a happier, healthier person because uh, to, to have that structure. Yeah. Understood. Um, so wow for a start like that's that, <laughs> to hear that that brought that the structure and the the routine um one of the things you said was was interesting you said uh during that early parenthood that you realized you had to make this time whatever that time is massively productive so then you yes. could go home and be parents how did yes. you how did you how do you both now still running so many different businesses so successfully with children as well how do you do that how do you switch off between one and the other Um, well, I credit Michael Hyatt for a lot of this and his focus planner, which honestly changed my life. Okay. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yes. So the, the concept of his focus planner is obviously that you can only really achieve three big things in a day. Mm. Um, so it forced me much more effectively to plan out the difference between my to-do list, which never ends and my must-do list. Mm -hmm. And then it allowed Travis and I to communicate better, you know, if I needed to. So shit happens in life, right? Things are always going to occur. There's fires. There's, you know, gyms get closed down on March 23rd. Do you know what that day? 
probably my list didn't get done perfectly. I wouldn't but, imagine so. But what we did manage to do in that period was, um, I suppose, refocus on the three big things that needed to be done. So if I didn't manage to get one of those things done, then I gave myself permission to work perhaps after the kids went to sleep Mm. to finish this one task. Now, what that prevents you from doing is then running off and doing all the other things that are on your to-do list because you determined, and for Trav and I, uh, it's in the morning, but we've determined in the morning when what the big things are that we need to achieve today. Mm-hmm. And if it's not on that list, then you don't have to convince yourself that you need to do it right now yeah. because you've. it's a nice thing to do. If you get it done, great. If you don't, it is not important today. Mm. Um, and that, I think, allowed us to allocate our time better. Um, I learnt that meetings and accountability can be better than doing it yourself because you realize as you start to level up as a leader that you are in fact the bottleneck. And the worst thing that you can do is be the person who has to sign everything off or the person who has to execute on every task because nine times out of 10, 100% I can probably do it better, but I'm not going to do it as well or as efficiently or as effectively as someone who it is their primary role. Wow. So cool. I think that's like leadership 101 in a, in a 40 second snapshot. That's really super cool. So um, now coming back again to the, to the fact that it was becoming apparent that kind of made all this realization happen for you. Now I can kind of get it. Now I understand that it was a necessity that you had to delegate. It's a necessity that you had to address your leadership skills so that things could get done and still allow you to, in inverted commas, have a life outside of that, which is really cool. Liv, can I, can I also, I, I want to dig into uh, specifically um, Attain and how yes. that's going because, uh, you know, I, I, I really want to look at that. But before I do, one other comment you made I just wanted to dig into where you talked about um, yourself and Travis have this incredible momentum and your words were people, a lot of the time people looking at this constant momentum would find this exhausting. Uh, and I had yep. this conversation with somebody only a few days ago talking about that continual drive as an entrepreneur to always keep going, the next goal, the next, right, we're here, let's hit the next one. Like, and that entrepreneurial drive does tend to lead to burnout. It tends to lead to all kinds of mental health issues and that kind of stuff. Can I ask you guys, from a health and, and wellness professional speaking point of view, yeah. how do you handle that as a family? Do you, do you literally turn off at specific times, take a break, or are you superhuman and can keep going through anything? It's, it's a very, um, it's a loaded question. Okay. Um, Tell, me per- Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. I think we'll there are personality it. types that are definitely not designed to be with, be or be around truly entrepreneurial people. Uh-huh. I 100% attest to that. I think there are certain personality types that do not thrive in that environment at all. Yeah. They need a lot more structure. They need a lot more, um, you know, direction. They need security. And when you've got people around you, you know, that are like bang, 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 a lot of people really struggle with that you know, even for a short period of time. Uh, There are other people who can manage it for a period of time. Um, My dad is very entrepreneurial, crazy in his own right. So I think for me, 
I have been surrounded by that for a very long time. It's, it's ingrained in me that that's normal. I don't have a concept of a nine to five. I don't have a concept of security or safety or a job or being paid or any of that stuff. Like I just, it's not in my, in my blood. So I think that you have personality types as well that are excited by the potential for success Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, not afraid of failure. Like something my dad taught me very early on is second is the first loser and success teaches you nothing. Failure teaches you everything. So I understood from a very young age, one, to be as competitive as all get out. And then two, that really why are people afraid of not getting it right? Like it is in not getting it right that you learn another way of doing things and school and all these sort of ideas. I, you know, I read something the other day where school is designed around the concept of testing you when the answer has already been predetermined. Life (laughs) is testing you when no one knows the goddamn answer. And this is what I love about this whole COVID mess, right? No one has the answer. There is no precedent. There is no exception. There is no oh, here's the secret avenue. Like no one knows. The government doesn't know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. why do you expect to know what they're doing? Like just yep. make it up as you go. Like roll and you know, wear the damn it. dinosaur mask and make people laugh. Like, yep. you know, it's just about doing what needs to be done. And I think if you don't fear failure, then the only option for you is success nice. because you will just keep going because you're going to get knocked in the head eventually. Yep. Like there's always slaps. And Travis and I have had our fair share of slaps. Yeah. But I think what gives you longevity and what gives you respect um, in any industry is that kind of concept of, well, they'll just keep going. And that's where the faith, trust, and I think ultimately, you know, it's particularly in Travis's case, this following of people is because, you know, he shouldn't have got it right, but he just keeps getting it right. But that's because we just don't stop when we get it wrong. We just keep going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. And um, um, just just winding back just a little because I, I... uh, I'm a solid subscriber to that philosophy, by the way. Like, even when you're talking about, you know, the nine to five job and working for a paycheck, like, it just makes me vomit. <laughs> it's just, just not in my nature. So I completely, uh, I'm a subscriber to that. But I also understand that there's a lot of people that, you know, that that structured life and everything, like, and, and again, it's just different personalities. But rewinding just a touch, if I can, because I want to just focus on the um, on the decompression, on the the you, you mentioned the Jones family train. I want to focus on that Jones family train pulling into a quiet station for a moment. Do you yeah. have that ever, or is it a hundred percent go all the time? Um, I think it depend, depends what you call decompression. I think as we're getting older, we're getting better at it. Uh As our children are becoming more aware, you become better at it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's actually in our nature to want to slow down or to stop. We're not very good at it. We don't have holidays. We don't do, uh, you know, prior to kids, everywhere we traveled, we were working. We did seminars. We did events. You know, we monetized. Like before children, we would have people live in our, you know, we would rent these amazing houses and then we would have people come live with us for like three days over, you know, over a weekend and pay us the equivalent of our rent, you know, to... I remember that story. In fact, Travis showed me the the incredible mansion that you guys had. It was Bali or Thailand or somewhere. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Like... We wanted to go to this, like, prince's house and get other people to pay for it, which I thought was cool. Yeah, like, people just didn't do that when we did that. Like, that was 2013 when Trav and I did that, you know, like, and we just rocked up and went, you know what? this woman was like, it's $33,000 a week. And we were like, fine, we'll pay $33,000 for four. Like, you know, and it was just like, you just did stuff 
because it was like, what's the worst that could happen? Like right. everybody else would be worried about all the things that could go wrong. Trav got hit by a car that trip. I've still got scars on my leg from, you know, and the guys that were on that trip will tell you, like, you know, I fell off my motorbike and stuff. Like all these things happen, but like you, we've made amazing friends out of this. We've had amazing people, amazing stories. And, you know, Trav and I still to this day think there's so many stories no one will ever know about, you know, because it's just crazy stuff because you're doing crazy things. Um, but we had fun. We've always done, had fun. I think now, um, with our kids, we, our decompression time would be being present yeah, nice. with okay. our kids, which yeah. anyone with kids knows that's not decompression. That's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's recompression. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Like Travis got one of those Garmin watches the other day that like alerts you when you have excessive stress. And as soon as we got in the car to take the kids to school, it started beeping being like, <laughs> and you're in a stressful you? environment, take a few deep breaths. Cause everyone knows like we've got two boys, they're pretty crazy. Um, and you know, they, like in the back of the car, you know, like the, and it's not yelling or fighting it nine times out of 10. It's like one's Batman and one's Superman. And they're like, ah. um, you know, and so it's just, it's life, right? Like life is constant. Um, but Travis will joke now that I have my chickens. Um, so we've moved out onto like five acres Nice. and, um, in this gorgeous 1960s house that we're living in at the moment. Um, but it's on an amazing block and that's what we wanted. Um, so, you know, the kids have got a trampoline. I've got a chicken coop, you know, it started with four chickens. Now I think I've got 26 chickens. (laughs) Um, you know, but like for me, it's, I'm a very nurturing personality. So, Mm. and I grew up on, you know, on property. So it's natural for me to want animals around me and I find them very, soothing and relaxing you know I go out in the morning I grab my eggs I get to feed my family fresh eggs I feel like a you know genuine wonder woman and we've got a veggie patch now and all that so so I think for us it's about finding uh, a complete picture it's you know that's takes a lot of effort as well and it's not relaxing as such Mm. but it's a I would say it's more for us about having a broad scheme you know Trav's taken up cycling he's going to cycle from where is it like Brighton to Bondi or something stupid like that? Um, you know, so he went out one day and just rocked back up with a bike, a helmet and Lycra. And I was like, we've spent the last 10 years together making fun of people in Lycra. You better believe the next 10 years is me making fun of you wearing Lycra. And he said, um, well, in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll pedal coast to coast and just to just pedal to coast it. to coast. Nice. So, you know, he and his mate Tyler are doing that, which I think is great. Like I, so I think for us, it's about understanding decompression is about understanding you can be all in. You don't need to be all in on this business thing. You know, yeah, you can be all in on being a parent, all in on business, and I'm all in on chickens. You know, nice. like it's yeah, it's, it's about it's having all segments. facets. Yeah, I love it. Hmm. Um, so thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to see kind of the the downturn, but let's wind that back up again because I know that that's the level that you excel at. So let's wind that back up again because we it would be remiss of me not to talk about COVID at the moment. One of the things yeah. you said I loved, which was nobody knows the answers right now. This is the entrepreneur's mm. playground because this is where we just go, hey, cool. Like the all the Lego bricks are on the floor. Let's build something yep. really cool from it. Um, and, and it, it is an interesting time. Can I ask you, Liv, as, yeah. a, as a strategy question, if we could go back in time to October last year. Yep. Right. So Attain's going great. You know, we've got RBT's growth. You know, things are going really, really well. Um, and, and yet we know that in six months' time, the whole world's going to be shut down, oh. right? It's yep. going to be blown up <laughs> as, as we're experiencing yep. now. 
Can I ask you, what would you do differently in October to prepare? I honestly, I don't think I would have done anything differently. Like I'm really, you know, I'm really proud of how everyone in our teams have come together, you know, for this, you know, like I think everything that we've done, you know, right down to Trav, like just being the leader that he is for RBT, you know, to have this massive buy-in across hundred, you know, over a hundred people, you know, where one day you're like, I don't even know how we're going to be able to pay your wage type stuff. You know, like I don't, you know, and I know it happened to a lot of industries, but you guys, for those of you who go, oh, I've had a downturn, you know, it's like, no, no, like they just made it illegal for us to debit our members one day to the next. Like, you know, the buy-in for thousands of members to want to be able to rally behind you, you know, and I have the ultimate respect for people who can do that with one club, you know, but at the same time, I want people to understand these are people who are bought into you by your staff and they want to support them because they are the Travis Jones to them. Like, and you've created this, like this crazy idiot who slept in his gym created a movement of people that want to be better, healthier, support people and, and fight for our business the same way we are. So, and then you've got staff who are working more hours than they're getting paid for. You've got amazing people who are thinking about ways to make things better. And I love, this is when I go, yes, like this is fun. Like let's change the rules. Um, And it is going to be a really tough time for a lot of people. It could still be a really tough time. But if we go down, we will go down knowing that every step of the way, I'm proud of what we did. We don't sit back and be grateful for anything, you know, and think, well, this is where we want to be. No, like, you know, it's never enough because every time you get to a new level, you're like, well, but hold on, they're here. Like, I want to be there. So you're constantly moving up and up and up until the point where you're like, hey, Jeff Bezos just made like $30 billion yesterday asshole yeah like, right now what, how dare he move do? the benchmark so far forward like yeah like what did i do on the 20th of june like <laughs> i'm celebrating my husband's but july i was celebrating my husband's birthday like lazy come um, on get, get with it i know what, what else can you do so it is it's i think that's fun you yeah. know it's it's awesome and i, I love it. so yeah i wouldn't change anything except enjoy the ride I love it. Fantastic. Hey, can I ask you about Attain? So um, again, guys, it's attaindigital.agency and and this is your marketing arm and this is your uh, let's grow other people's businesses focus, Mm. specifically from an agency and marketing point of view. Now, you mentioned that when you were looking at the growth of RBT, kind of you separated that out and that became the drive. As I look at, at Attain the site right now and I look at the success stories, you've got a lot of different scopes of people that have depended on you to get a constant stream of clients coming through their front door. How has running a team made you more aware of what to do in the marketing space and and how to drive business growth and success? Um, I've always been really fascinated by client acquisition. And I think, you know, I mentioned this at the very beginning, like the psychology of it and, you know, really being able to shift and change other industries. You know, I think fitness as an industry is actually a really exciting, fast paced industry. It's, it's one that is ready to throw out the rules. It's created by a whole bunch of people that typically haven't come from very traditional backgrounds. Now, if you can encourage a lawyer or an accountant or, you know, someone like that to go, well, yeah, I'm going to try Facebook marketing. Like, I feel like I won. 
um, because you know it's it's something so different for their industry the idea of having an offer for engaging people that can't pay them thousands of dollars an hour to you know photocopy and this is one of my biggest bugbears when I was like in law school was like oh you know you charge like you know nine cents for every sheet of paper and you charge 15 minute intervals and you and I was just like this is an asshole of an industry right um but there's people who are moving and changing and innovating that space as well because they understand that there's the use there's the me's there's the people who don't want to pay a thousand dollars for someone to send me a goddamn letter like I'll google that shit and I'll write my own damn letter yeah um it's just, you know, it's that mentality when you've got these business owners that are growing and, you know, I'm sure all of you, you know, anyone watching this who's growing a business now, you understand like there's a fear factor around those industries. And I think mm. to be able to bring the people and reconnect them with these amazing industries, you know, accountants can save our patooties, lawyers can save your butts as well. Like it's awesome. Um, and you need to do the right thing 90% of the time. So you need to try and make sure that you can engage these exciting people, innovating industries. And I think for me, it's a game and I like to win, nice. you know? And so for me, the idea of being able to bring lawyers, exciting clients and grow their business through our ideas and our marketing strategies and coming up with really cool ways um, and also keeping the integrity of someone who markets with her own money. You yep. know, like I know what it feels like to go, well, shit, that did not work, mate. Yep. Woo! Don't do that again. Um, and I think you have to be able to be prepared. I, th- I think a lot of people misunderstand marketing and they think that you have a secret. And the, the secret is that marketers are always thinking of something different and they're always, their brain is like, I could try this or I could try that. And I think that's a really fun person to have in your corner. Um, and, you know, I think to be able to enlighten traditional industries or people who don't understand how to attain, like to have clients on tap, like the moment where they're like, oh my God, like this. And it's not about, you know, the, all the money or the growth or the this. It's just that moment where someone, we've all been there where you're like, how am I going to get new clients? And if you yeah. haven't been there, it's coming. You will. <laughs> um, you know, you're like, oh my God. Like, and to be the person you can just go, there's that weight off your shoulders, bang. And even if it's for three months, six months, whether you value it or you don't, people never forget that feeling. And we mm. gave that to them. And I love that about marketing. I love it. So um, tell me why people, you, you mentioned before, like much earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that people are scared of creating offers because they're, they're worried mm. about devaluing their, their business. And, and again, I have to reference RBT because I know that when you guys started doing the 28 day challenge and all that kind of stuff, yep. it was just an incredible shift in the way that, that marketing happened because suddenly people could come and get involved for nothing, see incredible results and then pay. You know, that was, that was something that was amazing. So when you, when you're, I hate to use the word pitching, but when you're pitching the idea of a campaign to a a static industry, you know, we mentioned a few of them before, how do you help them build an offer, create something and change the game so that, so that you can have that genuine cut through? I believe a lot of it comes from exactly what you said, pitching. And I think, you know, the passion that comes from, you know, when you start to talk about it and when I start to talk about it, you can see like your whole energy. You're like, oh my God, and you could do this. And then you could have this conversation, then you could do this. And you just see, you know, and it doesn't mean immediately for all clients. Like I'm not sitting there going, oh, if you put me in front of anyone, they'll be paying me in four seconds. That's arrogance and and is on the way to downfall. 
But I believe that if you can impact people and if you are a passionate, excited, and you believe in what you're doing, a little bit goes in and then a little bit and then it eats away at people and then eventually they'll be like, now I don't really care whether you end up coming back to me, but for the love of goodness, like go and have someone help you grow that business because you don't have the answers. You're a fantastic dentist. Do you know what? Dentists are not typically exciting individuals. Like Mm. they are excited by teeth. Um, And that's a broad generalization, but that's what they're great at. And that's what they've spent their whole life dedicated to. I don't recognize gingivitis, but I can damn well market jaw pain, you know, and that's exciting and fun. And how fun is it that you can get people to book in because they've got jaw pain? Like who knew? It's exciting. (laughs) And that's what gets us excited, right? How do you, how do you, okay, so brand new vanilla client, never met this person before. How do you work out which angles we're going to take? Um, like typically for us, what we'll always do is I like to let our clients talk. So I love to understand what they think is the problem because I am not, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a dentist. I'm not a beautician. I'm not a hairdresser. I got a million ideas, but none of those ideas will stick if you don't think that they're a solution to your problem. Right. So I need to understand what they think their problem is. And then, you know, people never buy what they need. They buy what they want. So you have to, no matter what you're selling, sell the solution to a problem that they believe they have. Now, nine times out of 10, we all know 80% of our problems are not what we think they are. One, because we probably manufactured them. Two, it might involve some kind of reflection on yourself, which people don't like to do. But also people don't like being told you suck at sales or your systems are poor or like you're never going to sell anything by telling someone they suck at something. Like it's never going to work. So you have to look at in my experience anyway, you have to look at what they think they need help with and then you provide what they need under the guise of what they want. It's the same as fitness. If I said to everyone, you've got to come to the gym four times a week, stop eating shit, track your macros and lift heavy, you're going to have an ace to the base body no matter what and you've had two kids and you're going to look schmick. They're going to go, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hello, 28 like challenge. Yeah, like it's a lot of work. I'm like 28 day challenge, just come and have fun. Fitness is great. And you meet people because fitness, business, you know, everything that we do is for the community, for, you know, obviously a feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction. People come to you for the perceived problem, right? And that's the same thing with anything that you do. You can't tell people that this, you know, and it's the same thing with like lawyers and whatever, this one letter, everybody knows the one letter is not going to solve my problem. If I want to talk to you about it, you're going to charge me more. If my, you know, if the person I sent it to comes back, well, then you're going to send me another bill for the letter that you send back to their letter. Like if you make things not seem like a complete journey or solution and, you know, things like the APRA guidelines and stuff like this have been fun to work within, you know, because, you know, with people like chiros and physios, like we all innately understand that I can't just go see a physio once and it's going to fix it. But at the same time, I can't market a fixed time frame for that to happen. You have to understand that you have to work within the guidelines of that industry. And that's exciting in itself because you're like, but you guys think about it like this. And at the same time, you've got to dance and err on, you know, not proposing how they sell things or how they could adjust things. It's just getting them excited about having a conversation with their clients, understand where they're at and look at things and use your skill set to flip it back and go, well, what would I want if I was sitting opposite me? And that's where I think, you know, marketing is a gateway to 
business growth, development, everything. It's it's just it's awesome. I love it. If anybody's watching this in, as opposed to listening, so I'm hoping you're listening to on the, on the, on the uh, treadmill or, you know, you might be on the, on the commute driving somewhere. But if you're watching this on our video channel, you would have just seen Liv completely light up talking about marketing and offers and, you know, and understanding the needs and the wants. And like, wow, I can see the passion that you bring to that conversation, Liv, and I can completely understand how then that drives attain forward. Can I ask you, a lot of people, um, and, and I've asked a few people this same question, becoming a, a digital agency has, mm. a, has a very low barrier to entry these days. And I've spoken to people uh, who run very successful marketing agencies, and they, they say things like, um, just because you've got a Facebook account doesn't make you a social media manager. But a lot of people will go, hey, I can run a Facebook ad. So therefore I could become a marketing agency. What, what are the big mistakes you think people make in getting started as an agency? And what do you think they could do to, to help, you know, move past some of those early roadblocks? Um, I think the problem that most people have when they, we've been very strict and you know, it's very hard. You can only ever talk from your experience, but I learned very early on that you need to stay at what you're great at, Mm -hmm. you know, and for us, we are a service. I I understand service-based businesses. I understand selling service. I understand the mindset of someone who's undertaking a service. And I think there's a lot of agencies that do e-com really well. I don't touch e-com. Okay. Like I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. It's just not my jam, but service-based industries and, you know, changing people's lives through, a service is something that I'm very passionate about. So naturally for me, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. You know, I have, you know, actually my head of a head of strategy at Attain, her partner is actually an e-com genius. Like he loves it. And they actually met working at Attain together. Um, but he was also very passionate. He's in a CrossFit gym. So he was also very passionate about CrossFit and fitness and marketing, but he's Ur is gone completely ecom, and I just look at him sometimes, and I'm like, mate, like, it's just not my jam. Like, yeah, I yeah, love don't it. get it at all. I don't get it. Like, it yeah. just doesn't. It doesn't get that you know response from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that ultimately, when you want to open an agency, I think people misunderstand how hard it is. Like, mm. it is. It's you're putting your ideas in front of someone and letting them tell you their crap all the time, all the time. Um, they're going to blame you, you know, for, you know, people are going to blame you for their failures. They blame you in the gym. They blame you in business. They blame, like people would love to place blame anywhere but themselves. Um, so there is a lot, you need to be pretty brave to put out there and go, I can do this for you because right now you're taking their money. And if you haven't spent your own money, I don't really believe you truly understand what it's like to take someone's money and go, I promise you leads and then deliver them either truly expensive leads or unqualified leads or, you know, be brave enough to go, okay, but then this is the systems and processes that you need to support this lead generation. Because remember, most of these businesses haven't had leads. They've had referrals, they've had walk-ins that go, oh, I need to go to the dentist. I'll go to the dentist. Why? Because it's down the road. Um, You know, it's just an understanding that you need to be professional. You need to be able to communicate well. You need to have a tracking system. People need transparency. And now more than ever, people need to believe that you 
are communicating constantly and effectively with them about what's happening. Um, we have a very open agency style where for us, we run all the ads through the client's ad accounts mm-hmm. so they can see what's happening. You know, technically they could take it and run like, but I don't care because I think that we all know anyone in marketing understands that marketing isn't just turning on an ad. Yeah, Marketing true. is knowing what to do when the shit isn't working the way it's supposed to work. It's the time. Marketing takes an inordinate amount of time if you are doing it correctly mm. to set up automations and emails and replies and to give the client the certainty, like just getting a lead. Jesus, a monkey could do that. I literally could show my five-year-old how to launch five, uh, Facebook ad guys. It's not hard. Okay. To set up a great Facebook ad, to set up great retargeting or Google ads or any like this sort of stuff. And to look at it and go, I can make that better. That can convert better. I can adjust this or I can exclude that. That is marketing and that takes time. Yeah. And business owners don't have time. That's it. I can teach anyone. I teach in Think Tank. I teach people to load ads all the time. I teach them what's wrong. And then nine times out of 10, people are going to realize they don't have time to sit there and stare at the damn ad that much. So it's that delicate balance of knowing when to change what, how to optimize it as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible to make everyone money. Man, I love it. So um, the, 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 the low barrier of entry that I just mentioned there uh, is, is a hindrance, but doesn't have to be a, a disabler. What we're, saying is, right. what we're saying is there's a heck of a lot more to it. Like get yeah. educated, get involved. Good. Yeah, like be damn good at what you do and be honest. Like I yeah. think if, any, if anyone goes into anything with the integrity of doing the right thing, and being honest about what they know their strengths and weaknesses are, then that's when you start to hire and you replace your weaknesses that are someone else's strengths and that becomes your team. And that becomes when people are, it's not about finding who is the cheapest person who can do this task, right? And there's an element in that in everyone's business. You know, you need to be fiscal all the time and commercial. But at the same time, you need to understand what you're not good at to go Mm. and find people who are brilliant at that. Yeah. Um, and that's where you create real change and real teams and, you know, amazing results. You mentioned before that uh, just RBT has got hundreds of, of staff, but what's your total team count? Do you know roughly like where are you at across all of uh, the- Attains, Attain really only has a, at the moment uh, eight people. Eight, okay. And RBT? Uh, RBT has roughly. 112. Nice. And Keystone? Keystone has a team of six. Okay. So we're up around the 130 mark. And we're talking just then about, you know, hiring the right people into the positions, et cetera. When you got started, Liv, and we're talking, you know, way back then, hmm. who was your first hires? Like, let's, let's focus on a team because I think that, you know, RBT has had its own growth. As you mentioned, the Travis yeah. Jones formula, like the, <laughs> um, that, that's had a different, I, I guess, model. So let's exactly. look at a team. Yeah. Who did yep. you hire first? How did you find them? How did that come together? Um, well, when Attain was coming into existence, it was already it was already a marketing agency. But obviously, because Trav and I have been coaching businesses for so long, um, we, most of our internal work was just me and at the time um, a girlfriend of mine, Melissa, who started as like a receptionist at RBT. You know, she's incredibly talented, nutritionist, all this sort of crazy stuff. She's one of those people. She was an Infusionsoft ninja. And she just, I don't know, like 
was there. Um, right. And we just kept working together. And she and I were very similar in like our just you do whatever you got to do type mentality. So she slot very well into the original kind of in, I call it like our internal team where, you know, we basically ran all of RBT's marketing. We did all of their follow-up, all of their client experience, everything. Then we would also do marketing for a lot of our coaching clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then we had Jackson. Yeah. Um, as a bit of a surprise babushka and he arrived and again, like we just, you know, we just kept going, we just kept moving, we moving, moving. And then we realized it was just before, um, I fell pregnant with our second child and we started to realize that we needed to divide and conquer. And it was really, I suppose, brought to a head because the new GM came into RBT Um, And she went, we need to separate this. Um, And we originally actually hired a different agency uh, to do it. And then they just were burning shit to the ground. So we went, okay, no, uh, it's not going to work. We need to just allocate these resources. But each of the gyms need to start contributing other than just ad spend, right? Because at the beginning, they were just paying their ad spend. Um, But what we did was we created a TAME. And a TAME became RBT's agency and so I was basically at the time RBT's account manager yep and I hired an account manager actually I hired two account managers and two campaign managers for our other clients mm-hmm. so essentially each each account manager and campaign manager managed between five and eight clients all right and then they would communicate with them send them their weekly reports and do all the grown-up stuff right Um, and then after that, I had, I found out obviously that I was having my second son and I went, okay, interesting. Um, not really what I was planning right now, but that's cool. None none of my children have ever gone to plan. Um, so I went, okay, I need to have someone who gets what I do, you know, who understands that there's another level above a campaign managers, you know, account managers, ad loaders, all the people that came later, um, that understands you need to be able to give direction, strategy, and be better at everything than everyone else. You know, there needs to be that person. And I can't be that person anymore because I can't go in and fix ads. I, I, I knew now what children meant. Um, so I was a little bit more organized this time around. Um, and I really struggled to find that person. That was the hardest hire I've ever had to make, was trying mm. to find someone who was, you know, more organized than me but have the same drive and, and excitement for marketing. Um, and I eventually found her. Um, so that's Sienna and she's the head of strategy now. And so she and I will talk shit for want of a better word. Um, we'll do pitches, we'll do all that sort of stuff. And I am, you know, the person who goes this and this and this and this, and then she goes and makes it happen. And that's, the most amazing team member I think that you can have is to understand that I don't physically need to do everything anymore. She's actually much better at me, much better at me. For everyone listening to this, you don't want me doing your ads. You want Sienna doing them. She's much better than me. Um, But we have fun because she understands my way of thinking and she can execute it very well. Um, I love writing copy. I love finding images and videos and ideas about what we could test. And, you know, we did this amazing stuff for, you know, the port fill at super bikes. And, you know, I was like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to have 3D 
bikes riding through the thing and whatever. And I, do you know how much of that I actually did? Nothing. She did it all. She <laughs> went and found the person to make the videos and she got the, all the graphics done and turned into 3D videos. And she's the, she's the real glitter facilitator. I just take all her credit. Nice. You're just the, you're just the glitter supplier. So um, yeah. was, that a, was that a formal hire with Sienna? Like did you, yes. did you go through an agency to do that or was it a head? No, or? no, no. Like I find um, I've gone through a lot of different hires over all the companies. We've gone through recruitment agencies. We've done... Everything, seek, recruitment, LinkedIn, everything. Like if you want to talk about different ways to find people, I'm really good at that. Um, I honestly credit consistently telling people what we do all the time. Travis and I from the very beginning have been very open about our life. Mm -hmm. We have always shared information. We've been very open about education and inspiration and motivation and sharing what we do in our lives. And in that, We've always managed to have people on the periphery who've been watching what we do. Mm. Um, and in that process, actually, I first met Sienna, but I didn't know that I'd met Sienna. Sienna actually was a member at RBT at one point. She also then, she was up in Brisbane, so she left being an RBT member. She came down to Melbourne for a charity event. Trav and I ran about marketing and how to do marketing um, that we ran for YGAP because um, we were partnered with YGAP for quite some time. Um, you know, so we ran like this full day business event, um, for businesses around marketing and strategy and offer generation and things like this. So over the time, you know, she's had multiple touch points with us and then, yeah, I, you know, I'd spoken to a lot of people and she just really stood out as someone who, who got what we were about. And obviously that's because she did, she's been around for a long time, just didn't know. Nice. I love it. Liv, I, you, you talked before about the, the, the Travis Jones effect. You know, we've mentioned it a few times. And for those who don't know Travis, you can check out a whole bunch of uh, the, the Facebook videos and you'll see why, why he has such a magnetism. But I have to tell you, from the short amount of time that we've spent together here on the call, there, there is a Liv Jones effect. Your unbelievable <laughs> passion and excitement and drive and, uh, and energy is Absolutely commendable. I know you don't do well with praise, but dude, you're incredible. Um, can I ask what's next? Like where are you headed? Um, wow. Keystone RBTs as always our baby Keystone. I can't express how excited I am about how it is going to change the health and fitness uh, industry, not just for PTs, but you know, for, for consumer end to end type solutions as well. It's just I can't explain how exciting it makes me and I am the least techie person on the planet. Um, Attain, I just am constantly excited by the concept of marketing. I'm really excited about some things that we've been doing this period, but I'm also really excited for the post-COVID, you know, return to just life, I think, you know, and I think marketing really, I love gimmick marketing, I really do, Um, but I also just love, that marketing right now can give people security, Mm -hmm. but I also look forward to people being able to see their business growing forward. I've never seen so many people afraid and I I don't like that about COVID. You know, Mm -hmm. there are certain personality types that we talked about before that really love this stuff. You know, like Trav and I are weird. We get that. Um, You know, I am not afraid of everything crumbling to the ground because I'm like, well, we'll just do something else. Like, you know, I'm, literally have bags out there because I'm making nesting herbs because no one's doing it in Australia and it's mental, you know, it's like chickens, sprinkle lavender, who knew? Um, So it's like, there's always weird shit going on in our life, but I think we're very passionate about 
moving right now through what I think will, as your daughter, you mentioned, you know, with her journaling has recognized that this will be a light bulb moment for people. This will be something that will be talked about, whether you agree with it or you don't, or you think it's a hoax or you don't. The fact that people are making such a big deal out of it tells you that regardless of which way it goes, there's probably going to be some movies about this. Um, And it is going to shape our children and Mm. their lives and our lives and businesses and the economy for a very long time. And I think that's exciting, but also I really feel for people right now who don't know a way out, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's why I would say, please, like whoever you are, like find someone who inspires you and motivates you, follow them, ask some questions. Like social media has made it easier than ever before to just see that it is possible. You know, there are people out there now who don't have the answers have no, like, I promise you, there's no marked deck of cards for anyone, yeah. you know, and you can disclaim, you know, we were joking about Jeff Bezos the other day, you know, earlier in the conversation, but, you know, you can go, oh, but he's got bajillions of dollars. Yeah, but he still had to take a punt. He's yeah. still taken a punt at some point, you know, whether or not it's relative to what you or I would think, but, you know, you need to be brave enough to take a risk so message someone if you want to know something, ask people. You'd be surprised how willing most people are. Good people are always willing to tell you everything that they know. Now, you know, what you do with that, that's that's you. But information is there. Read books, listen to podcasts. Information and inspiration. Yeah, like watch these videos. You know, what Tap you're doing right here. Audiences. Exactly. Like it's yep. just exciting what you guys are doing even with this. Like, you know, People who would never even know who I was are being able to know that you can do it. You know, you can have all these opportunities um, because you make them. You know, it's not given to you. You go and make them every single day by the choices that you make. And just because you don't get it wrong day one doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to get it right the next day. So just keep moving, constant movement. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liv Jones. She is absolutely incredible. If you've spent the time with us over this last hour, you will know that her energy is completely infectious. Now, Liv, I I checked out your Twitter account. I think the last tweet was in 2016. So you're obviously not a tweeter. Uh, you're You're not a LinkedIn fan. Where can people get their dose of Liv and Travis Jones, how's the best? How's the best way that people can follow along with what you guys are doing and and keep in touch with with uh, success, drive, fitness, everything that you're involved with? I would say at the moment it's probably Instagram. We 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 share a lot on the Insta. Okay. Um, so if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes and stuff like that, um, you know we're constantly sharing stories. My husband is never short of any inspiration. And if you want to know what it's really like to be a mum in today's day and age, feel free to follow my stories. Nice. Um, so I'm at the underscore live underscore Jones. Um, and of course on Facebook, live Jones, uh, you can follow us there. There's always lots of fun stuff on Facebook as well. Um, and if you want to get fit, can't go past RBT gyms. Love it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Liv Jones, thank you so much for your time. I will leave you to your chickens, to your beautiful two boys and to your incredible drive and success with Attain, with, uh, with RBT, with Keystone, with the Fit Pro Formula. You're an inspiration. I love it. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, Walter. Cheers. Hey everyone, it's Walt and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there. So you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing 
on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.